Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome back to your official Leguizama Rama spoiler warning. Uh, this is a spoiler warning for the late night sketchbook with John Leguizamo YouTube video on the Stephen Colbert the Late Night Show with Stephen Colbert YouTube channel. If you have not seen it and you have been chomping at the bit to watch that video, just watch it. It's five minutes. I don't know why you've been putting it off. Um, but don't listen to this podcast if you don't want to know what happens because we're going to spoil the absolute shit out of it. And you thought spoilers for The Sixth Sense was bad. Mm. Uh-uh. Nah. This is going to be so much worse. But make sure you come back and listen to the podcast because um, – we need peace. I hate the word. Adam, 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 one leg is gonna fuck today. Gonna play a little cornstarch. My werewolf man. Luigi Mario. Hello and welcome to Mish and Zach's Leg Bazaar Marama, a podcast where every week Mish and Zach watch something starring John Leguizamo, who they like. I'm Zach, I'm one of the hosts of Leguizamo Rama. You might know me from um, Always Room for Christmas Put, The Picture Book, <laughs> which is a book I just published. Yeah. I'm joined as always by Mish Wittrup, who you might know from... Uh, having read the book like a month before it came out because of my connections. Who gave you that? You did. I did not give you the book. Broden did? One of you did. I was in the when I was working with you. Oh, you saw the physical book. Yes. When we got them sent in advance. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I thought someone had sent you a PDF. No, no, no. I don't have like a I was a, gonna like, I was gonna, like a start a full blown investigation. No, I don't have a, I don't have a digital copy. Haven't you done well productions? Did you have a favorite book as a kid? Because I did. Let me tell you about it. Um my favorite book as a kid was Where the Wild Things Are. You can ask the question. And wait for me to answer before, like, even mm. though the question was for yourself, yes. you can pretend. No, I was talking, Mish, what's your favourite childhood book? Well, Mish, mine was Where the Wild Things Are. I love Great that book. Choice. Great choice. I love that fucking book so much. What about you? Uh, I have another one. Okay. Can I tell you my other yeah. one? When I was in America, when I was young, I was mm. been about six or seven I got really into the Babysitter's Club Little Sister books. Not the Babysitter's Club books. Yeah, great. But uh, the writer of the Babysitter's Club, whose name I have forgotten, Mm -hmm. um, also wrote a series called The Babysitter's Little Sister, which follows Christie's little sister, Karen. And I read many of those books in the space of about a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know. I think they were were uber American. but Mm. And I don't know of many people who read them here. But if you did read them, shout out to you. Yeah, great. Because they were heaps entertaining. Remember the murder mystery books? Yeah. Mm. My favourite books. I was struggling with that answer because I feel like I was was quite an avid reader. uh, I don't read at all now. Mm. Um, But I, my favourite books were hard to say with picture books because I loved them all. Yep. I love picture books. That's why I was so excited to do the picture book I just wrote, mm-hmm. co-wrote, um, because I really wanted to like hark back to those picture books of the early Yeah, 90s. very cool. Um, and and the huge one is, is Where the Wild Things Are. Oh. But when you said, I was so glad you said um, – the Babysitters Club because that made me think of all the all of those ones. Yeah, and that kind of era, that kind of age bracket is like I didn't read Babysitters Club, but Animorphs. Yeah, was fucking my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, Del Toro Quest. What you didn't read Del Toro Quest? Well, it sounds like you made that up. Ah, oh, Del Toro Quest. Don't know it. That's that's a shame. Because I loved Del Toro Quest. What was it about? It was from uh, the author of Rowan of Rin. I believe it was Emily Rodder. 
Oh, oh, I remember Rowan of Rin. My mum liked Rowan of Rin. So Rowan of Rin, Rin, right? That's pretty good. Del Toro Quest, she just like turned it up a notch. Like if Rowan of Rin is like the... Um, so that it got turned into an anime. Mish oh, okay. just show, showed me a picture of, of an anime and yes, it did get adapted into an anime. I yeah. remember the covers of these books, but I can't explain to you how much they did not appeal to me. So if Rowan of Rin was Cheers... Then Del Toro Quest was Frasier. It took all the components yep. and just took it up to fucking higher. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I prefer Cheers. <laughs> yeah, right. I understand. Mm. No, no. Rowan of Rin was good, but Del Toro Quest was a seven-part book series. Mm. And it was all about um, this, like, fantasy sort of place, mm. world. And then someone... Like, and then it all went bad because they had a belt, right? And on the belt was seven jewels. Yep. And then all the the belt and the jewels got stolen and then everything fell apart. And then like it's 20 years later and the child of like the character for the first, first half of the first book is about this, this whole thing about this belt getting stolen. It's a fantasy book. And then the second half of the first book onwards is about his kid going through Del Toro, which is the land having to get all each jewel. They the, have to a get, kid? Yeah, or a young, young person. How old? Like a Harry Potter age. An 11-year-old did this? No, like a 15-year-old, I a think. A 15-year-old did this quest? And him and a, a, a girl and a, and a man, and they go through the wor- world and each place, like the, the, the jewels on this belt have been hidden in a different place and each book is about them getting one of the jewels of the belt. Yeah, okay. And it was great. That sounds like my worst nightmare. You liked Rowan of Rin. I remember liking Rowan of Rin. If you liked Rowan of Rin, you liked Altura Quest. Okay. That's that's what I'm saying. I don't know if I went back and read it, whether I'd love it. I used to imagine making like a movie mm. of Altura Quest. I used to be like, man, one day I'm going to be like Steven Spielberg and I'm going to make a movie out of Altura Quest. Mm. I love Altura Quest. That's so good. Um, do you remember Tomorrow When the War Began? Yes, I did. Did you read those books? Uh, I did. I read the first one mm. and then I skipped to the sex scene in the second one. Yeah. And that's that's the extent of... Um... I They were all the rage mm. in childhood. Everyone loved those books. And I remember picking up the first one and reading maybe 10 pages and was just like, this sucks, yeah. and putting it down and then telling everyone I read it. Yeah, great. Um, yeah. And then I remember when the movie was coming out, I was like, thank God, because now I can actually know what happened in that book. Yeah. And then I never watched the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of Cheers, um, I was watching <laughs> – sorry, I just wanted to – No, I As love soon this. as you mentioned Cheers, I felt that – because this is the kind of thing that I would usually call you and tell you, yeah? I got a funny web series to pitch to you. I was going to pitch it to you in like a business meeting, but at some point, all right, I'm just going to pitch it to you on the podcast. All right, yeah, sweet. Fuck, Fuck yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, so I, um, speaking of cheers, I did enjoy cheers. My mum liked cheers, but just the other day, like last week, maybe I watched three men and a little baby and three men and a little lady. You know, those books, the movies, <laughs> not books. Yes, <laughs> I do. Definitely not books. Um, Ted Danson is so hot. Oh, hun- yes. I never realized yeah. ever. And I've been watching Ted He's Danson. He's still hot now. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, but that something happened to me last week. Yeah. yeah when yeah, yeah. watching Three Men and a Little Lady, because I watched that one first, and I those were movies that were around me when I was like a kid, like eight, nine, whatever. And I remember they were kind of like we rented them on VHS at the Blockbuster, that kind of thing. And I remember like having, I remembered lines from them and stuff, but I hadn't watched them. And I was just like, I feel like I need some background. I was doing my tags. I'm like, I need some background noise. And I put on Three Men and a Little Lady because I'm like, I wonder if it's good. And it's fine. It's yeah, not like yeah. the greatest. It's fine. Three Men and a Little Baby is better. But fuck Ted Danson is so hot in that movie. Like really f- fucking hot. Do you want to know my theory as to why we don't think he's hot? Is because we grew up. In the Becker era. Yes. He's, he was Becker more than anything else. And I think Becker, when you look back over his entire career, yeah. it's like his, it's it's not his peak. No. No. But to us, he was Becker. Yeah. And, and but like, yeah. Be- Becker is not the first thing that's listed. It's Cheers. Mm. It's even The Good Place. It's, mm. uh, 
it's three men and a baby. That's why I think we didn't see it. Yeah. If, uh, if you came up now, you saw him now as that Hestute, mm. like it's not Hestute, that's the wrong word, but like that silver fox, mm. you'd be like, he's hot. If you grew up in the 80s, he's hot. Yeah. Becca era, it's harder to see. Yeah. I didn't get like, no, I ne- I've never found Ted Danson to be attractive until last week, but now I find him attractive in all eras. It's so like I got the, the Ted Danson things. switch has been flicked, baby. That's that's the way with Ted Danson. He was hot as Becca. Yes. But you can't see it until unless you see him elsewhere. Until you've seen the elsewhere. other Beckers. No, the other Ted Danson. Yeah, the Becca. If you see him as only Becca, yeah. not hot. Yeah. But if you then see it, the, it's like a switch. Mm. He is hot as Becca. Yeah, because I never got it's the... A perspe- it's a measurement problem. I never got the... <laughs> <laughs> I never got the Tom Selleck thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can appreciate that he's hot. I can appreciate that Tom Selleck is a good-looking man. But it was never did it for me. I think the reason is because I truly think that if you took Tom Selleck and Jeff Bridges and they had a child, that child would be my father. Like yeah, there's right. a lot of yeah. similarities between those two men and my dad. Yeah. Like if you combine the two. So I think that's why I was never like sold on Tom Selleck. But man, Ted Danson. Here's the thing about Tom, Tom Selleck though. Occasionally someone is so of their era mm. that it's hard to see past that. And he, that moustache. Yeah. Like that moustache is just, and he, he always had it. Yep. There are other actors that have mustaches for a bit, mm-hmm. you know, like it's like Brad Pitt had some funny looks. Yeah. And if he had only done that, yeah. if we only got 2002 Brad Pitt mm-hmm. maybe, but Tom Selleck, it's hard to see past it. Yeah. But I'm sure he's a well put together man. But all I yeah. see is a mustache. Well, that's the thing. It's, you're right. Tom Selleck has been Tom Selleck from day one to right now. Yeah. Brad Pitt has had different errors, like Madonna. <laughs> Uh, Madonna. But, and everyone has a favourite Brad Pitt. Mine is the Mexican. Yep. That's my favourite Brad Pitt. A lot of people might be like, I'm a Thelma and Louise Brad Pitt. And a lot of people be I'm a Moneyball Brad Pitt. I am a the Mexican Brad Pitt. That's my favourite Brad Pitt. Hunch. Based on solely on his physical appearance. Yeah. If I'm objectifying him, <laughs> it's the Mexican. Yeah, for um, sure. And my favourite favorite Madonna is the- 90s. 90s Madonna. We, well, there's a few 90s Madonnas. Well, no, I've already, I think I said it in the Borderline episode. I don't think it's as controversial as I like to think it is. I think I'm walking around with this like, mm, my favourite Madonna is so different. It's not really. I like um, music Madonna. Which music. music. Oh, yeah. Makes it, and I like beautiful Stranger Madonna. I think music came out in the year 2000, actually. Because I was just going to, is that black hair? Like, what was the one where she had black hair? Frozen. No, not Frozen. Oh, that's the album. What's the what's the singles? Um, Frozen's one of them. Uh, Ray of Light. Oh, no, that was my favorite. Sorry, I meant Ray of Light, not music. I meant Ray of Light. Yeah, no, Ray of Light. No, she is blonde in Ray of Light. Yeah, but Ray of Light is a great era. I definitely meant Ray of Light. I take that back. But um, Beautiful Stranger is, I think, my favorite Madonna and Ray of Light. That kind of like mid to late 90s. So good. So good. My favorite Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Is Troy? Yep. Or Fight Club? Okay. My favorite Madonna is Jean Paul Gaultier, late eighties. Yep. Or Marilyn Monroe, sort of early earlier eighties okay. when she was doing the platinum blonde. Yep. I just think that's so iconic. But I love the Ray of Light. Era Ray of, of Light Madonna. is oh, so good. I love your favorite. I love a pop reinvention. But Zach, what's your favorite Ted Danson? I think now. Oh, okay. A good place, Ted Danson. Post a good place. Ted yeah, Danson. I think good place, Ted Danson. Mm. I just think he's he's he. Has anyone ever aged better? Oh no, absolutely not. Like he's Diane literally... Keaton. Oh yeah, Diane Keaton. I love all eras of Diane Keaton. I'm a particular fan of late '90s Diane Keaton. Mm. I think that that, but like she just gets better, and I think she's aging really well. Like. Mm. Yeah. I saw an interview between Jamie Lee Curtis and Drew Barrymore, mm. which was like, if that had like found the right frequency, could mm. have gone on forever. Yeah. They're two people. Oh my God. I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> They're two people that just love, but they were both talking about aging well as women in Hollywood. Oh. It was a great little quote. And it was just talking about just like how neither of them, both of them are just like, they fight hard to just age. Mm. And like, and I was, it was a really great story. Isn't, and I love that. I love that. Like Drew Barrymore has so reinvented herself mm. and yet still stays really 
Like, I'm not saying this is not a revolutionary thing. I think Drew Barrymore is quite loved, really, but has completely reinvented herself. There was a period of time there where the world was shitting on her, right? And now it's like she's totally embraced and loved while she still kind of um, acknowledges where she came from and who she was and stuff. Why that fucking cool bitch? Like, I'm I'm not a fan. I've, I've said this before on the podcast as well. I'm not a fan of chat shows. Like, I mm. as I've gotten older, the less I like rich celebrities just sitting across from each other telling each other how wonderful they are. Yeah. Like there's, I, I just can't like, and also like, I think my, my days of having celebrity crushes and really following yeah. celebrities is over. I had them. Do yeah. not get me wrong. I'm not shitting on people who like really love celebrity culture. Oh, a bit. <laughs> but, but, um, uh, I think that I, I I really like Drew Barrymore. I just think I really, really like her. I love Drew Barrymore. I Same. love Drew Barrymore. Again, one of those people who has had so many errors, but I love all of them. But in quite an organic way. Like I yeah. love the pop star reinvention cycle and mm. I get like that, it's, you know, that it's problematic in ways because, you know, but like Brad Pitt does the pop star reinvention. I love uh, mm. uh, David Beckham would loves a reinvention. Yep. But I love the pop star reinvention. I love that idea of just like I'm a new person now. Like yeah. it, and it and I love it when it's like I love the sure Madonna model of like just almost um just um like almost as performance art. It's just like yeah. I'm a new person yeah. and you're going to deal with this new person now. Of course, yeah. Like I love it when it's that overt. Yep. Um, that being said, Drew Barrymore's feels less like that, more just she's so happy to go with the flow of her career. Yes. Well, she was, she's a Barrymore. So she was literally raised in this industry. Yeah. Like she was like, cause you know how far back the Barrymore's So go. far back. Like, um. One of the Barrymore's was in the Spice World movie. No way. Yeah. The, um, uh, army guy, the dance instructor. That was a Barrymore? That's a Barrymore. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. But no, the Barrymores go way back to like um, vaudeville and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah. So there's, there, was, there was a John Barrymore, I think, who was her grandfather, maybe even great-grandfather. Ethel Barrymore? Was, yeah, Ethel Barrymore. They were like silent film stars, but mm-hmm. it goes back even back to vaudeville. It's like 1800s. It's like crazy. the Barrymores have been around for over 100 years. So I like when people talk about like nepotism babies and that whole thing, that's mm. the thing at the moment. Um, it's just like, but don't go for the back. Like the Barrymore's know nothing else. What a nepotism baby. Oh, it's a thing that t- TikTokers are on it. Like oh, okay. any, any actor that's like a child of an actor, they're like, they only got that because they were, because of nepotism. I say, like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they, all right. A, yeah. All right. Good point. Yeah. Great. <laughs> but then it's also very like, but then it's like the Barrymore's, it's like, the Barrymore's, that's, that's all they've ever done. Oh, it's all they've ever done. It's their trade. Yeah. Like the Barrymore's That is their trade. Acting. Yeah, literally. That is their trade. It's the family trade. They act. Yeah. The Barrymore's act. And that's such a wild concept because I I come from a, a world where like to be an actor is to go against the grain. Mm. To do art is, or, or whatever the fuck this is, is to go against. <laughs> this art. This art <laughs> that we're about to talk about a YouTube video. <laughs> go on. <laughs> But then you look at like the wild notion, like with the Barrymores, it's literally over a hundred years of that's what they do. Mm. And then, but then that's crazy with Bar- Drew Barrymore, right? Because it's like she comes from that world, but she just keeps like plodding along. Because mm. my my favorite Drew Barrymore era mm. is is um, I love them all. So there's nothing you could say that's making them. I love them all. But favorite Drew Barrymore era is. Late nineties, early two thousands is producer Drew Barrymore sort of. Oh, okay, um, Charlie's Angels. Uh, yeah, Charlie's Angels is in that, but it's not where I'm. What I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of the Wedding Singer, Wedding Singer, and Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko, she, you know. Oh my God! Yes, of she's course. The teacher in Donnie she Darko. She is the teacher, and in it Donnie was Darko. her production company that made that film. She oh, was a fabulous. producer on that film, so it was like her being the teacher was like her production company made this film. Mm. And she was, like, in it to, like, help boost it. Yeah. And I just I fucking love her in that movie mm. so much. Her and Noah Wiley, as yeah. I've talked about this before, yeah. are my couple goals. They mm. literally have one scene together that tells you they're a couple. Yeah. Have I talked about this before? No, you haven't. They have one scene together in that movie where you know they're a couple. They don't ever talk about the fact that they're a couple. There is no, like, 
Maybe they have two scenes. Mm. There's very little influence, but they are the best couple. Oh, I love in that. the entire fucking world. It's just like they're so fucking good and she's so cool. Mm. She's so it's just like that era is someone who had it's when she's really starting to find herself as a person. Yeah. And, well, and she's but becoming the person she is now. As you said that it's their trade. That is literally what they do. She just took on the family business and kept going. I think what's so cool about Drew Barrymore and her errors that make it different from Madonna and Cher who are like, I'm reinventing myself and you have to fucking deal with it. Drew Barrymore just aged in her trade and we got we saw mm. all of them. So we saw E.T. baby Drew Barrymore. We saw Firestarter child Drew Barrymore and then we got like Poison Ivy teenager and all she was was just being a teenager. Mm. Go, and then and, we and, had like, you know, a full-on one yeah, that's some fucked up I, shit. had some shit, you know. Um, early, early 20s or 20s Drew Barrymore, which is early 90s Drew Barrymore. Mm. Was a very cool Drew Barrymore to watch. Cool, cool, cool. Like there is a movie. Cool. There are very few people that are actually cool. Oh, I, I think that she's just she was just so fucking cool. This was when she flashed David Letterman, okay. that kind of era. She did a movie that I really enjoy, and fuck, I wish John Leguizamo was in it because I would love to talk about it on some sort of platform. Remind me that we talked about this because okay. we'll chat. Um, it's called Bad Girls. Oh, I know that. And it's movie. got Madeline Stowe in it. Yeah. Um, from Unfaithful Revenge, from Revenge Fame, which had John Leguizamo in it. It's got Mary Stewart, Mary Louise Parker in it. It's got Andy McDowell in it. And it's got Drew Barrymore. And it's a Western. And it follows four outlaw females. And one of them is Drew Barrymore. And she is so beautiful but so wonderful and her role is meant to be this kind of very gritty sexual and mm. she just does it. It's just so good. And it's a, it, like it's a, a, it's a uh, horny thriller. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a Western but it's a horny thriller from the 90s. So, of course, I would love it. And I haven't seen that movie in so long but it's pure entertainment. I highly recommend it is quintessential early 90s Drew Barrymore. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I want to watch it so bad. <laughs> oh, it's so good. That oh, it's sounds so good. good. Mm. I love that. Do you know the one issue I have with Drew Barrymore's career now? Mm. I love it now. It's that she's not doing that many movies. Yeah, it's sad. But I don't think she wants to. I think she's very happy. Like, Yeah, yeah. But I would love – I love her as an actor. I think yeah. she's got such a cool energy. Yeah, she's she just does. so like she – she's not like – she's not like a – that, she just is. That being said, I haven't seen her do any dramatic roles for a while. She does a lot of comedy, a lot, a lot of, and she's very good at it. But um, I haven't seen her. I'd love to see her do like a gritty role. Yeah, because that's. I, it's like it's not like I need to see her being like. I just want to see like she's at her best mm. when she's playing a character that's kind of chilling. Yeah. She's so good in Donnie Darko. Yeah, I rewatched that recently. She's so good in that film. Well, she's so good in Wedding Singer. She's like, so good in Wedding, wedding Singer. Wedding Singer is like, I, I, is, Wedding Singer is, and I, again, not a hot take because I think it's a lot of people's favourite Adam Sandler movie. Oh, yeah. Wedding Singer is my favourite Adam Sandler, Sandler movie. And it, it would be very difficult to play opposite Adam Sandler. Although it's not like he's Billy Madison, Adam Sandler, or little Nikki Adam Sandler in that movie. But she's just so good. Yeah. She's so good at receiving comedy and and like she's just very good in uh, in she's just easy. comedy. She's an so easy, easy person so, to watch. Because it's her fucking trade and she was born into it and of course she is and I'm sure her kids, whatever, whoever they are. She doesn't have kids, I don't think. She does. She has two daughters. Does she? she but does. they don't act and, and I think maybe because she had such a terrible time, maybe she's keeping them safe from that. But like. The Barrymore line must continue. But that's the thing. Like her kids are like, if they want to act, they can just be like, I want to act now. It's like, okay. <laughs> there, <laughs> wanna, there you go. There you Here's go. a Hollywood yeah. film. Yeah. What? God, that's a lot of pressure though. Hey. Yeah. I've always thought that of the Jolly Pitt kids. Like they really can do whatever they want. Yeah. But whatever they want, like whatever they do, everyone sees. Yeah. That's the, the, the thing. Imagine not being able to do the shit things. Oh, imagine not being able to just do a bit of like lighthearted community theatre. Yeah. Because people would see it. Oh, yeah. You, Shiloh Jolie Pitt can't just go, I'm going to go and be in The Crucible. Yeah. Down and my, be shit at it. Yeah, and be shit at it down at my local. Because you've got, oh, my God, that would be awful. So, Mish, I've got two things I've got to say to you and then we've got to talk about this um, YouTube video. YouTube video. First, firstly, my pitch for a web series yes. I want to do with you. I think I've pitched this to you before. I want to do like um, 
at the movies, you know, like uh, Margaret and David. Yes. So you and I, and I want to do it every week, just for a run, every week you and I, we sit down and we review one movie and they just shoot us on multiple cameras and we just talk for 45 minutes and then they cut it down to 10 minutes and it's just us. It's like Are Mark, we in characters? No, it's you and me <gasps> reviewing a movie but the whole joke is it's just like conducing what this podcast is down to 10 minutes to just make us look like the most fucked off-topic cunts ever. And we don't do anything. We just do what we do. Oh, my God. I literally just got a <laughs> shiver up my spine <laughs> that hit the top of my head. Can we do this? Yeah, I want to. I want to. Yeah. Do we, we need to talk to your production company? Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> I just think that'd be so fun. And literally the joke, we don't do anything to be funny. We just... How do we pick the movies? I think you do... It, the idea is, and this is where it would be challenging, whether we'd have the time to do it, is it's like this week is this movie and that's what we do. Like we literally... Like, like, like new movies, up and coming like movies? Like we literally review the way that at the movies were like, this Thursday. Oh, so we can't like review bad girls. No, I think it's like I think the idea is like something's just out. This horror movie, Smile, just came out. Smile from Universal Studios. I have to just do this with out. you, Zach. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this is that's the best idea I've ever heard in my life, and we have to do that. And then that. we do the little thing, and then and then it's like, and then it's edited. Who's editing this? I don't know. That's the key. <laughs> It's it's not cheap. It's actually not cheap. That's not cheap at so all. So people listening, if you like the idea, like bully us to do it because it's actually not cheap. Because the whole thing is, is like we can't edit it because we would be like, uh, it has to be someone editing a little bit cruelly to us to make us look like crazy people. Well, we know some people who are very good editors, but do you think they'd want to do that? Uh, not unless we paid them equity rates. A lot rates. of money. <laughs> But yeah, it's fun, isn't it? I think that's very that's fun. That's a fucking great idea. Just the idea of like a, a, where we start out talking about smile and then we're just talking about like whatever the fuck we're talking about now. Oh my God. So well, I am doing Melbourne International Comedy Festival in 2023. So whatever money I make <laughs> for that, fuck Edinburgh. Least, no, no. <laughs> um, so that's my first idea. My second, I, the second thing I wanted to talk about is... I just want to double check I didn't watch the wrong movie because mm-hmm. I loved it. Okay. But what's the movie you've been recommending to me for the last two years, super low budget, just talky, um, sort of a talky thriller? Was it Decoherence? No. Oh, Incoherence. Incoherence. Yeah. I think it's Decoherence. No, it's called Incoherence. No, it's called... um. But is it the one... Incoherence. It's got Xander from Buffy in it. It's got Xander from Buffy in it. Yeah. Incoherence. That's the one you were recommending to me? Um, oh, God, you're about to have a go at me for something, aren't you? No. Um, let me just double check, but it's Incoherence, I think. Oh, fuck. Hold on. I've just got to check the, um, the Google to see. But no, it's, yes, it is. It's Incoherence. No, in- Coherence. Coherence. Oh, Coherence. Coherence. So Coherence. That's the one you recommended yeah. to me? I watched it the other <gasps> week. I watched it the other week. Oh, my week. God. Did you, what did you think? Um... So, uh, because, uh, ha- were you telling me about this on the podcast? I feel like you've told me about it on the podcast. Yes, multiple times. Yes. And that, and that, because I was going to message you and then I was like, no, I should save this for the podcast. What made you look it up and watch it? Um, I, well, I don't want to give it away to the people listening. It was kind of through something that kind of gives it away a little bit. Can we do a big spoiler? Well, I'll tell you actually, Mish. Okay. Big spoiler warning. Okay, wait, Tom. Can you... No, ri- we just say it now. No, we just- I'm saying spoiler warning. If you don't want to know what happens in the movie Coherence, skip to this time point. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Tom, can you... Or ins- oh, how about... No, instead instead of making Tom, who who is a busy boy, do it. Yeah, that's true. I'm just going to time it. Yeah. I'm going to tell people, we'll do it. In- mm. This is funny to me, doing it like this. So what we're going to do, Mish, how long do you want to talk about Decoherence? No, it's called Coherence. Coherence. 90 seconds. All right, 90. Let's give it two minutes. Okay. All right, everyone, if you don't want to hear about We will stop immediately as the alarm goes off. As the alarm goes off and we'll give you an update. Yep. So skip two minutes. Yeah. When I say go, you yep. skip two minutes and then we'll come back. We'll let you know. Okay. We'll check it. Sorry, Tom, ignore everything I just said. Tom, don't don't listen. We're going to do this. But, hey, everyone, if you don't want it, a spoiler, um, here we go. Because I think the less you know, you should know nothing going into this film. Yeah, oh, 100%. Two minutes starting now. Now. Mish. Yeah. The reason, and you're going to love, the reason I watched that film yeah. 
was because I looked up a list of good sci-fi films. Is it a sci-fi film? It's a sci-fi film. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Is it? It is. It is. It is, mate. But can I say this of that movie? Yeah. It took a friend of mine, shout out Blake Barnard, it took a friend of mine explaining that movie yeah, to me. So I've seen okay. it twice. It took a minute. It takes a I've minute. I've seen it twice. Yeah. I saw it the first time and I loved it. I mm. was like, this is great, but I didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't get it. And I watched it with my friend Blake who then sat me down for like an hour and was like, this is what happened. And I listened intently because I enjoyed the film, and but I wanted to understand what had happened. And he explained it to me. I'm like, oh, and then I re-watched it in lockdown last year or the year before. The second time. Like, the second time, yeah. knowing what, it was what it's about on. and was like, oh, and it was good. Did you enjoy it? Loved it. How good is it? I knew you'd like it. Yeah, I loved it. I knew you'd like that film. I loved it. I it's it so great. good. Explain. Explain what it's about. We've got time. Go ahead, well, quick. Well, no, yeah. No, I, I kind of don't want to give it away. I just didn't want to even give away that it was a sci-fi. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, gotcha. Because I feel like even knowing that it's a sci-fi, it's better to not know that. Oh, I think I, I have a feeling Nicholas Brandon's not um, reaching too far, but I think he was great in that movie, um, which is Xander from Buffy. I think he's Probo, though. Sorry? I don't want to say this, though. You think problematic? I think he might be. Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying I don't think he was reaching too far when he played that role, but he's fucking oh, great at it. Oh, right. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he was great. Yeah, have that. you seen him it's on really Dr. Phil? Film. Do you know that? No. <laughs> You've watched the interview. Um, <laughs> that f- the film was great. I oh. thought it was really good. Do you know, you told me this. There was no script. It was all improvised. All they of shot it. shot in five days. So all that was done. Beep, 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 beep. Welcome back, Leguizamarama listeners. We who are did- young. That's my alarm. I don't think they can hear it. Um, uh, anyway, turn it off it's because otherwise we have to pay. Turn it off because we'll have to pay. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, It's okay. It's fine. I think We're it's fine. all right. I think it was pretty abstracted because it was like through the thing. Do you want more time to talk about coherence? No. But that's a pretty funny thing that I said, isn't it? Yes. I reckon next episode will take two minutes again to talk more about it. Do you know what? You've got till next episode. Here's my challenge to the listener. You've mm-hmm. got till next episode to watch Coherence. Okay. Yeah. Um, watch it. Where did you watch it? I downloaded it. Yeah. Illegally? No, legally. Oh, from where? Oh, I don't know. Google Play something. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just... I just I, I it is it out there. I, I, think you can, to, I, I think you can rent it on YouTube. I don't know, but it is really good and not enough... And it's super low budget, but it's mad. Anyway. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. We need to talk about yeah. what we're here to talk about. Um, I'm on Blurb. Yay. Yes. All right. Uh, so today we're talking about Late Night Sketchbook with John Leguizamo. It is a YouTube video, very easy to look up. It goes for five minutes if you would like to watch it. Back in 2021, John Leguizamo must have been interviewed on the Stephen Colbert Late Show titled The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. My guess is about 10 to 20 minutes after the interview, a producer asked him if he had a spare five minutes to fill something fun for the Late Show YouTube channel. They would have promised that he would be able to promote his comic book Phenom X in it somewhere. So John would have agreed because I reckon he likes Stephen Colbert and his producers and probably had the afternoon off maybe. In this YouTube video titled Late Night Sketchbook with with John Leguizamo, John draws superheroes on a whiteboard and asks the viewers to guess who they are. He jokes about how bad he is at drawing, which he is, and promotes his comic book at the end, as promised by his producers, most likely. Amazing. Can I I tell you a pitch for a a podcast? Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, okay. I'm doing enough podcasts. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if anyone wanted to, it's called Can I Steal You for a Moment? (laughs) (laughs) It's all... (laughs) I 
said it's all it's all recaps of various videos where a social media person has stolen a celebrity for a minute. Oh my god. But that's exactly what happened. If not 10 minutes before the interview, they're like, and right after we've just got this thing. It's very quick. It's a bit of fun. And my guess is that John Leguizamo probably, I I have a feeling Stephen Colbert is probably pretty cool. And I think John Leguizamo was probably like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Like not a problem. Wearing a very snappy suit. Because mm, he would have been on the show, he would have done it. Yeah, and looking great. And to be like, you mentioned this right before we walked into the podcast studio. Which might, why we cannot speak before we enter a podcast studio because you say great stuff. But you were saying how like late night shows are like now just like they're content farms. Yeah, they're content farms. And this was very much a just like we need a, like whoever the social media person is. They've been told they need to release four videos every day. One of them needs to be unseen footage, so it can't be something that has been in the interview or on the live show. And they were like, oh, John Leguizamo's coming in. Um, this will take five minutes. We've just got to wipe it. It would have been the cheap. They wouldn't have – I don't think they paid him for this. Like I think no. it was like you can promote your comic book at the end because John Leguizamo is constantly promoting film and voiceover work and whatever. But he did create a fucking comic book, which we need to get our hands on. Yeah, We really should have waited till we had the comic book before we did this video. But whatever. Um, and he was given an opportunity to promote his um, comic book. He wrote a fucking comic book. Yeah, he created cool. a comic book character. What is like other than drawing, which we've now learnt John Leguizamo can't do. And that's all right, Johnny. That's fine. Like you're so talented. Like I realize that you're doing very similar shit. What do you mean? Oh my god, it's nice that this this comic book one came out on the same time as when you're releasing I'm your promoting my book, your yeah. children's book. I feel like everyone listening to this has probably bought the book. Do you reckon? In the, I don't know if I need to push it that hard to this. Audience. Oh, no, we're not saying we're good to do that. I'm just saying it. No, no, because that was just my own process. I was like, yeah, but yeah. But here I am saying that John Leguizamo literally does everything and he's just doing the same stuff you're doing. Yeah, he is. Pretty it's cool. a funny thought. To me, what I think has happened is maybe there's been a miscommunication mm-hmm. and and that people, the person who came up with this idea didn't realise that um, people can write a comic book and not illustrate the comic yeah. book. So I think there's been a bit of a miscommunication there maybe. Mm. Like, oh, maybe he, that thinking he can draw comic book characters. Mm. Um, I also think when you say you've done stuff like this to me, it's true. I've, I've, I've been involved in the publishing of a comic book. Of what a dream come true. But what this evokes for me is not so much that. I've also done the can I steal you for a moment <laughs> <laughs> in my career. I had to do it for your show. Yes, yes. Yes. You've done it now. Yeah. You've done it now. I, you know. Yes, mm. yes, it's it's something that I've uh, yeah, and um, it's so funny because one thing that I think is really funny about that kind of content, you have to do it, you know, it's a part of it, but often, um, people, it's hard to describe, right? But often, what I get when 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 it's with Auntie Donna, it's like people are like they try to come up with fun ideas mm-hmm. because they're like they're fun. So we'll give them a funny idea mm-hmm. and it's like, but now the idea is funny and the funniest way to do a funny idea is seriously. Mm-hmm. Like you've yes. actually like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like the amount of times we've been given a funny idea, but that funny idea is, is, is restricting us from doing what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's funny. Cause usually it's like with us, like the best thing you can give us is just like, I will do this like completely, like we'll have a very yeah. serious concept and you just be funny on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, 100. It's kind of like um, I think one of the most successful can I steal you for a minute is reading mean tweets, mm. right? And I think the reason is is because they're not putting something on them to do. They mm. literally just have to read and respond how they want to to something. And because it's said about them, it's made personal, so they're personal reactions. I think that that is why. Same with like carpool karaoke, right? Whatever. <laughs> carpool karaoke. It's that kind of like just, it's another interview really. Like while they sing the songs of the famous people. Mm. Um, it's the ones where they like, hey, funny people, I've thought of a funny thing you can do. Yeah. And it's like, well, I professionally think of funny things to do. So maybe let me choose the funny thing I should be doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? It's it's the it's a structure for play mm-hmm. and it's like but it's like when that structure for play is not quite right mm. because because the the pressure is can I steal you for a minute? There's no workshopping, there's no time mm. to 
It's like, can I steal you for a minute? It has to be something that can be explained quickly. And then just, and then sometimes it's good. And then other times mm. it's like, <sighs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think with this one, I think Johnny Legs is probably like, yeah, well, that's, oh, yeah, I can do that. But there was a very funny moment in this video uh, where he's drawing someone and he's like, I can't even fucking remember what they were wearing. You probably should have shown me images before you told me to draw these. Like, I think he was drawing Wonder Woman. He's like, he, and he, yeah, he was. You no, know, it was Storm. I yeah, think. he was drawing Storm. He's like, I can't even fucking remember what Storm was wearing. What was she wearing? Oh, now you know it's a woman. Um, Jesus. Like, you can just tell that it was the most slapdash. He was, yeah, and it was that 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 when he was like, probably would have been a good idea to show me. Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't a joke there. That was him just being like, maybe next time show him a picture. <laughs> So uh, funny. Could I steal you for a moment is my new favorite podcast idea. Yeah, that's very, very funny. I still reckon you should do a Miami Vice one with someone. I would like to do a Miami Vice podcast. Hey, um, let, uh, let, let Mish know if she should do a Miami Vice podcast. I have a pitch for you. It has nothing to do with the YouTube video we just watched, though. Yeah, fuck I was it, actually yeah. going to do an Instagram video about it. Um, which I, after this, which I might do on the Leguizamarama oh Instagram God, channel. Yeah, that would be great for um, engagement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> I'll do a video after anyway. Um, so I had a thought today, right? So before we chose to do this five-minute video, and I know that we said that we only do this five-minute videos when we don't have time. It's not that we had time, didn't have time this time around. It was because we didn't want to watch a whole movie. Yes. I was feeling lazy, right? I'll take the brunt of this one because we did have a movie lined up. No, um, I don't take the brunt. It was, it's fine. Sick. You watched a whole movie. Did you say this in the interview? Yeah. yeah. You, you watched a whole movie and then someone called in sick. Yeah. A guest called in sick. We won't say who it is. Who's the, whoever's on next week. <laughs> but they might be on not for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's who true. Knows? I don't want to throw next week's guest under the bus. No. Because next week's guest might be like, you know, there's yeah. some leapfrogging might occur. Sometimes, yeah. Um, so I had this thought this afternoon. I'm like, fuck, I really don't want to watch a movie. And I was like, oh, my God, I know exactly what I feel like watching. Now, it's a movie that is a Leguizamo film. But we have already done it. But we have not done it in a really long time. <laughs> Can we do it again? Um, <laughs> you know, I just watched. I just watched Chef the other month. Yeah. I just watched Chef. I was like, I really want to watch Chef, and I just watched it for pleasure. Yeah. So. One thing I will say is you can just watch John Leguizamo movies for pleasure. I know, but I try not to because, like, in my pleasure time, yeah. I like to watch movies that don't have John Leguizamo because John Leguizamo I now watch in my binnest time. Yeah, absolutely. And that was, like, that was the feeling. Like, I was like, I really want to watch Chef. It's my, like, comfort movie. All I'm asking, just close your eyes, Zach. Yeah. I want you to picture this. Okay. Okay? Body count yeah. revisited. <laughs> Which one? Exactly. Yeah. You don't remember. So we could probably do it again. It was, was that, uh, the third episode. Was that we... Eric Stoll's? No. Yeah. Eric, was that the... Uh, Vin... Uh... Why do you want to watch that one again? I don't remember it. I don't remember it. And it sucks because it was a 90s thriller and it was when we just started the pod. Like our first three episodes, Super Mario Brothers, Kick-Ass 2 and Body Count, we recorded all in one week because we wanted to release three episodes. And a little inside scoop. And I don't remember Body Count. And I'm like, I don't remember thinking it was good or bad. I don't remember anything about it. But it looks so much like a movie I want to watch. Yeah, all right. Does that make sense? It has a horrible IMDb score. Mish, um, I thought I think it was like, but it's got Ving Ra uh, uh, yeah, maybe Rams like, Rams. Rams. Yeah. I think it was like maybe like to reassess it. For me, though, I worry about what door that opens. Oh, and then we could just end up. No, I don't. No, mark my words. I swear. I swear. We will never revisit a film again. Why don't you just watch Body Count again? And because we already now. watched it and I don't think I gave it a great score, so I can't watch it in my pleasure time. Why not? Because it's business. If you watch it again and you feel compelled to talk about it for an hour, you tell me and I'll watch it again and we'll do a pot about okay, it. Okay, if you're listening to this episode right now, yeah. jump on our Instagram. 
Go to whatever post we've just done about this episode and write body count revisited. Yes, please. If you want that. We're not going to get any. We're still getting Why a lot of I'm enjoying myself. Body count? I'm so confused by this. I just <laughs> really want to watch it because I don't remember it. And I'm sure it sucked. I'm just like, no, it didn't suck. Sorry. I'm sure it was fine. No, you can be like that. I choose to not be negative about stuff, but no, you can I don't, say it I sucked. don't remember enjoying it that much, but I don't remember the movie. And then I read the, the blurb and I saw the cover and I'm like, I have to watch this again. And I just, I would love to do a body count revisited. That is all I'm saying. I don't ask for much. No, I just, it's like, we've we got to watch a lot of like... We're nearly out of films. Pretty good thrillers. Oh, not really. We've got to watch a lot of pretty good thrillers. Yeah. And for you to come into this, into my house. <laughs> <laughs> and ask to rewatch yeah. the genre that I'm probably the least kind of... That's the genre that kicks me the least. Well, that's because you're looking up best sci-fi movies. And then watching good ones that I think you would agree are good. I just want to watch, talk about Body Count again. All right, we can rewatch Body Count. No, well, like, I don't want to do it if it's not going to, like, make you happy. I thought it would be like, oh. It's oh, funny. It's funny for what's me. What's it about? Be... Do you remember what that movie's about? I remember it was very proto it was very, very um, proto, yeah. very, uh, very proto. Is proto the right word? Proto Quentin Tarantino, like post Quentin Tarantino, is what I remember. I remember mm. it being very like long, 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 long scenes of dialogue with bursts of violence. Mm. I'll read the blurb. I remember the end. I remember there being motels, a lot of driving. <sighs> a group of thieves pulls off a major robbery at an art museum. Yep. Finely tuned plans go awry, however, when one of the robbers, Crane, played by Forrest Whitaker, is killed. Forrest Whitaker? Yeah, see? Following Crane's death, anger and paranoia get the best of the criminals and the investigators, Chino, who's John Alberto Leguizamo. Right? Yeah. And Hobbs, David Caruso, butt heads with fellow crook Pike. David Caruso's in it. I don't remember this at all. And I think, wasn't a Baldwin in this film? Yep. Was there a ball? No, it was a Wahlberg. It was Donnie Wahlberg. It was a Mish, Wahlberg. I don't think you want to rewatch this movie. Okay. You can. I mean, you can. But I don't know if you want to rewatch this movie, Mish. I don't think you particularly like. Okay. I but... just had this. I thought that like, I, I want to, but I, I know I won't enjoy it. So I have to watch it for business. But if you don't agree to doing it, then I'm just going to have to watch it, even though I know I'm watching a movie I didn't like. That's like, it's like torturing yourself. I hate A Walk to Remember. We've talked about this yeah, many times. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it half a dozen times because sometimes I just like to hurt myself. So. You're crazy. <laughs> you are a crazy person. Isn't there a movie that you don't like that you watch sometimes? I don't, and I don't re-watch movies very often. Even the movies I love, mm. I've... I've I, there's, I can probably count on one hand the amount of movies I've watched more than ten times. Yeah, I watch, I, I don't rewatch movies that much. Okay, I should, I wish I did because, but I always prefer to watch something I haven't seen. Like, yeah. that's just who I am. That's just how I roll. Mm-hmm. Like I prefer to see something I haven't seen. You know, if I go, God, I could really watch. I really want to watch this movie that I loved. I would sooner watch something else from the same director or something else. Most of the time. Okay, I love a rewatch. Yeah, no, and I wish I did. I, I know people that love rewatches. I am. Um, I, I, I rewatch some things, but it's not my nature, you know? I was doing my tax. I've mentioned that before. Doing my tax the other week, and I had a bunch of background noise. And as my background noise while I was doing it, which took me ages and it shouldn't have, but I just had like four emotional breakdowns while doing mm. it. Um, I watched uh, A Dog's Journey, A Dog's Purpose. And a dog, something else. Amazing. It's like a trilogy of films that follow a dog voiced by the snowman in Frozen, Gad, Josh, Gad. Josh Gad, yeah. Josh Gad, and it's so good. You want to cry? Those movies were made to make people cry. Anyway, I rewatched A Dog's Journey because I just loved it so much. Do you know why I don't rewatch a lot of movies? I think because mm. I can't do anything else. If I'm watching a movie, it's the only thing I'm doing. I'm not good at background movie. Mm. I like, uh, I can't write an email. I can't do my tax. I can't cook and have a movie on because I end up just watching that. I understand. So, so, so if I'm watching a movie, I'm like watching it. Mm -hmm. 
Maybe double screening. I double screen a bit. I could watch a movie and double screen. Like I could watch a movie and have some, have my Oh, phone. I understand you. What I thought you, you meant like you had two movies running at the same time. I'm like, that's psychotic. And <laughs> that's some psychotic shit. Sometimes, I mean, if you're watching, if you're on TikTok and watching a movie, either way, you are playing two movies at once. Yeah, that drives my cr- partner crazy when I'm on TikTok while we watch something. I can't. Have, Do you know what I, I rewatch a lot? Noise. I can't. Have I rewatch um, scary movies a lot because. Yeah. I really loved a particular era of horror. Yeah. And they just don't make them like they used to. And yeah. um, I like campy horror. Yeah. And I just, like, I feel like a lot of the horror, especially like Netflix horror films that are coming yeah. out now, just aren't hitting the money. If I'm not entertained in a horror film within the first 20 minutes, I'm done. Yeah. Um, I did watch a really interesting one the other day. What was it called? Was it called The Letter? The Gift. 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 With Joel Edgerton, The Gift. Which I, it was advertised as a horror, but I felt it was more like a psychological drama. Yeah, I agree. But even was... more drama than thriller. Even. Really enjoyed it though. I didn't Loved expect it. it, but that was one of those movies I'm like, I'll just chuck it on mm. because like horror sucks these days. And you're right, it wasn't a horror. But I was like, ooh, and it got me. So it does happen. There is good horror. Midsummer's a great horror. Yeah, but I wouldn't read. That's one of those movies that yeah. I put into the category of Fucking incredible. Not a 10 out of 10 for me because I'm, I save those, but like nine and a half, yeah, not yeah, easy. Yeah. I would never watch it again. Because it was full on. So full on. It would just take so much for me to put it in. Do you want another one? Is, oddly enough. I bet rewatched Midsummer. I think. A movie that I liked was a, probably like a seven out of 10 for me. It was Buried. Remember that movie? Oh, I never watched that. Could never watch it again. I liked it. We'll never watch it again. Because yeah. it just made me so uncomfortable. Do you know, well, because that's funny because m- that category for me, I like, um, uh, did you ever watch Snowtown? Oh, yeah, that's another one. That's like, see, because that, that's my threshold. Australian horror films are fucking good. When they're good, they're really good. But I wouldn't good. call Snowtown a horror film. I'm, 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 so here's two movies that I think I, I doubt I'll ever watch. Three, two movies, Snowtown and we need to talk about Kevin. Okay. I, uh, two, I doubt I'll watch again. Never seen the Kevin one. <sighs> Kevin from Backstreet Boys? Yeah, we need to talk about Kevin from Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need to talk about Kevin is just like, it's not the violence and the gross. Like Midsummer for me, I quite enjoy that movie. It's, 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 it's violent and it's dark, but it's not like, but the ones that really fuck me up are the ones that get in my head. Yeah. Oh, yes. And like that's where like Snowtown because it's just grotesque and it's yeah. disgusting and 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 it was a great film, <sighs> but it's just like I feel awful. No, oh, yeah, well, because it's not Snowtown isn't a jump scare film. It's no, not it's like just... if don't go into watching jump uh, jump town, <laughs> don't go into watching Snowtown if you think you're also like oh this is going to be like when a stranger calls. No, yeah, it's like there are no jump scares. It's just all fucked. But like, I also that's a, yeah, like horror. I can rewatch horror. What I don't like is drama, like psych drama that is disgusting and violent. Like, and not don't like. I love. We know need to talk about Kevin. We need to talk about Kevin is one of my. It's a great film. Mm-hmm. Snowtown is a great film. I was just like, oh. Snowtown's so fucking dark. I like I I've, I've seen that movie once and it was great. Just sometimes like I really do think that Australians make really good I think horror, psychological, horror, yeah, whatever yeah, you yeah. want to call it, but psychological when it's made well Australian cinema no, is I think fucking it, sick. I think Australia does do that. I just wouldn't put Snowtown in that category. Like um okay. Australia's got such a good um history of like genre films. Oh yeah. And and well, what's interesting, right, is there was a big window where they didn't get government funding for genre films and, like, that was really interesting that it has that rich history. Mm. So that was the thing I was going to say is, like, just fucking DIY attitude, do it themselves. Like, Saw came out of it in a way, even though Saw's yes. an American film. But then The dude actually, who wrote Saw lived two blocks from where I grew up. Fucking crazy. Isn't that crazy? I love Saw. Love Saw. I could I could do a podcast about Saw. Yeah. Like, but the oh, thing yeah, anyway, that's sorry, funny on. about that, though, the thing I was going to say, though, is that, like, what's interesting, though, is that, like, I, in the, the reason I think Australia has such a rich history of genre films is because of government funding. Mm. It, they were a little loose with it in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> And everyone could get money for fuck shit. There's a lot of, like, fuck shit. I, I really want to watch more, like, 80s genre films. Like, yeah? Yeah. Like what? Um, like, I want to watch a lot more Australian film, but, like, there's a film called Man from Hong Kong, which is just, mm. like, um, like literally, like, it's, like, a kung fu movie. Mm. There's, there's, there's an incredible movie 
that I think you would really like. It's mm. I can't remember the name of the lead actor. It's about a guy um, driving a truck through the Nullarbor mm. and um, it's basically rear window in a truck. You know, the whole rear window thing of like something's happening. Have you seen Rear Window? Yeah. No, well, no, that was a complete lie, but I know the movie. You know, and it's him seeing something through the window, but it's basically rear window in a truck. So it's this guy driving a truck and he keeps seeing the same car and there's something really suspect about the car. Because you know when you're on a road trip, you mm-hmm. see, like people repeat, you see the same cars and it's like like there's something going on on mm. the road. But it's an American truck driver and then he a hitchhiker, he picks up a hitchhiker and that's Jamie Lee Curtis. It's the most like how did How that, long was this made? 82. Oh, I love 80s Jamie Lee. Yeah, it's it's great. And it, but it's what I love about it is this Australian movie is like how did they get the funding for this? How yeah. did the union allow this? The two leads are American. It's two Americans driving through the Nullarbor Desert. It's so good. It's so That's good. That's great. You I would love, love it. You would that love that it. That sounds very 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 So just more shit like that. That's <laughs> the stuff yeah. I want to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I want to watch more think, Australian um, films. I honestly think and I I think it's kind of a standard answer, but I think there's reason for it. I genuinely think my favorite Australian film is Muriel's Wedding. I haven't seen that in so long. Mate, it hits so much differently the older you get. I don't know, maybe as a woman, but like that movie, I can't watch it. There are a couple of movies I can't watch without not crying. Like I have to cry. One of them's Beethoven. Fantastic. One of them's Stepmum. Yep. I cry every – I can't even talk. I can't even describe the scene from Stepmum. In detail without crying, but it's the scene at the end with the with her son, with the little boy. Oh, yeah. Stepmom's too sad. Oh, fucked. And the other one is Muriel's wedding. The scene, I can't even describe it in detail without crying, but the scene where um, Rachel Griffiths catches her trying on wedding dresses. I can't. I just, it's just, Tony Collette was in her early 20s. Is she fucking all right? She was phenomenal in, that, so film. in that film. Like, Phenomenal. Like, you know I don't know. I cannot imagine anyone doing that film the way that she did that. Tony Collette, well, I could go on a Tony, I should do a podcast about Tony Collette. I think Tony Collette is potentially, potentially top five actors at the moment alive. Oh, no, ever. She's so phenomenal. I love Tony Collette. Like, phenomenal. I love her in About a Boy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, she. I've seen that movie, and yeah, all right. I've. I didn't rate that movie that highly, but she is great. She's great in it. Just in a Sixth Sense, right? We all know that's obviously like a very famous film, and like, yeah, the little kid, and that's good, and like, uh, Bruce Willis, whatever, very good. Tony Collette. It's great. Like that, she says so much without saying fucking anything. She's the heart of that film. The heart of that film. Yes. She makes me feel. I wish it was cool. To tell someone this stuff. I would tell Tony Collette this stuff. Like, you are actually a freak of nature how good you are. I love Tony Collette. And, like, you've seen Hereditary? No. Oh, I my haven't. God. Yeah, Zach. I know. I know. That's a big one I haven't oh seen. Oh, my God. I She's keep meaning just... to, yeah. Oh, oh. I honestly, I want to see, that's a goal for me is to watch everything that she has ever done. I have never seen her do a bad job. Ever. Like she, and she's never, she never, she don't win awards. Why are her awards? Award her. Yeah. Not well, that I they think she did pretty good with the United States of Tara. I think she won some Emmys and stuff. All right, whatever. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But I, I love Tony Collette. I, I, but I Tony think that Clare. she, like, I, I don't think she goes forgotten because she's consistently working, but I don't think there's enough. I don't think that there's enough. No. Like, like chat about. She's a, I mean, Tony Collette's in the same kind of category as John Leguizamo. Oh, but you could do a podcast about her. I just can't explain that scene. Oh, 100%. I wish we had. <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I love this podcast. Love you, John. Love you, John, listening. so much. But if you've ever, has John ever worked with Tony Collette, I think I'd shit my pants. Well, I think we would have hit it by now, surely. I don't know, maybe. But like, I'm sure they will. He's done work so together. many movies. It's like apparently if you um, fly a spaceship through the asteroid belt, you'd never hit an asteroid because it's so much space. Yeah. That's. <laughs> John Leguizamo's done so many movies. You could watch, you could, you could like, and I feel like I'm like, surely we would have seen by now, but it's like, who knows? Maybe he's done 20 movies with Tony. Yeah. <laughs> we just haven't hit that part of the universe yet. Oh my God. What? Oh my God. What? There is a series coming out called The Power starring John Leguizamo and Tony Collette. I knew this. Oh yeah. my God. I knew this. this I what the this. fuck? 
I remember. Do you know why I knew this? Do you know? I remember. I, Is that real? Yeah. Do you know why I knew this, Mish? Was because yeah, when right. I was on Instagram one day, John Leguizamo shared a picture of Tony Collette, and I was like, "Bah!" Did I know about this? Shh, maybe not. What the fuck? Alpha. It's got Leslie Mann in it. Yeah. It's no. It's, they're replacing. No. Wait. They're replacing Leslie Mann with Tony Collette. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Leslie. Sorry, Les. Um. Oh my God, that's fucking insane. That what I that's. Oh my God, I've never been happier that we started this podcast. Can we do the power arama? Yeah, Mish, we're watching everything that is. <laughs> <laughs> that's the idea. Of oh, the this. Podcast. I'm sorry. This episode was definitely not really about that YouTube video. Mish, it never has been. People are here for us. They're not here for the YouTube video. Honest videos. to God, though, I can't it's even explain. Okay. I don't. I don't freak out about the celebrity thing at all. In fact, I think I mentioned around about forty-five minutes ago how I'm not really like a big fan of celebrity worship culture. But that scene in Muriel's wedding in the bridal shop, like it just it it just is like being fucking punched in the head. Do you know what I it's think just Australia phenomenal. Do you know what I think Australia is also good at? You <sighs> say they're good at horrors. I'll tell you what else Australia is good at. Uh, marketing depressing dramas as comedies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they love that. Muriel's wedding was like everyone's like, oh it's so funny. It's about ABBA. And they just go, you're terrible Muriel. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, you're terrible Muriel. And I remember I watched that film I'm like, this is the most fucking depressing movie oh I've my ever God, fucking that's what watched I mean by in like, my life. It's so different in adulthood watching it. It's not about I remember I watched it when I was like 10 and I was like this is depressing. I remember the sex scene and that and just feeling so naughty watching that. So Mish this is how I knew because this was like a fucking imp is this post. He just posted. I, I can't believe I thought I sent this to you, but I mustn't have. He just oh my God. John Leguizamo just posted a picture of Tony Collette. A, like a, an what article. Say about Broadway it? World. Tony Collette will join John Leguizamo, Amazon Prime's The Power. It's just an article. He just screenshotted an article. But I was like, this is it was just like like I remember just seeing that and being like, this is like um Character actor inception. I honestly, I don't know if I can handle waiting for that show to come out. When well, you're going to have to. I'll see if I can pull some strings. <laughs> do, you have any, do you have any final thoughts about the YouTube video? Um, do I have any final thoughts about the five-minute video with John Leguizamo? What was his best drawing? Well, one thing I'll say is I got Storm. And oh, I was did really you? proud of myself. For I got Spider-Man. I didn't get Spider-Man, um, but I don't know if Storm was his best picture. Uh, no, I don't, you know, I'm trying to, I maybe we'll end this podcast and I'll be kicking myself because I didn't bring something up, but I don't think I have a huge amount of thoughts on this video. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, these are my final thoughts. Mm -hmm. That suit was impeccable. It mm -hmm. was tailored to him. Um, you don't see suit Leguizamo very often. It's or often... suit Guizamo. Suit Guizamo, of course. Sorry, apologies. Uh, suit Guizamo does not pop up too often. No. Um, he's often in his civvies. Yes. Um, but I loved that. It was a delicious little touch. Um, and I thought, look, it was a bit of fun for a can I grab you for a minute moment. Yeah. Leguizamo-wise... Um, it's nice because it was him, obviously. It's Leguizamo being Leguizamo in all his Leguizamo glory. I don't think they captured the best of Leguizamo, yeah. but I do not think that was his fault. Um, I give it three and a half. Yeah, I think, you know, I agree. He's in it. He's in it a lot. But I think they thought he could draw when they asked him to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, I, a better can I grab you for a moment would ask him to do funny voices. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, you know, something like that. Yeah. Could you do your impressions of different... Superheroes oh, that's or a five out of five. That's a five leg with Starmo. Yeah. Can I grab you for a minute? Um, or could you pretend to be different? We're going to give you names of superhero. Here you go. We're going to give you a name of a made up superhero. Can you pretend to be them for a second? Oh, Can fuck you, off. That's brilliant. You know. So for that reason, I give it also three and a half leg, leg with Starmos. That's phenomenal. Um, I'm just, I'm in, I still, I have not stopped thinking about this TV series that's coming out. Yeah. Since we found out, everything I have said since that moment means nothing. No, it's fair. <laughs> I, I am not a functioning person, so I do have to leave. What should Tom send us off with? Um, just like, just like some good tunes. 
Tom, can you send us out with like just a non-copyrighted piece of music that you wrote uh, 10 years ago? 10 years ago? Just like an old piece of music. The oldest piece of music that you can easily get to on your computer, Tom. Mm. Oh, I know. Tom, I don't know if, okay, true. It's kind of from 10 years ago. Tom, when you were, uh, you and Godwolf were making music a lot, you did a song with Godwolf that like went, East London is a vampire or something, but you never released it. That's a cover though. That's fine. Can you can you put a, a cover. cover. Yeah, of course you can put a cover. Copyright reason. I don't do know. A... Can you do a cover? Because that's a cover. Tom, can you either send us off with that or you explaining why you can't play that because it's a cover and for copyright reasons? Thank you, Tom. We're so sorry that we pay you to do sound design and then get you to record explanations. <laughs> If you don't want to record the explanation, we can find someone to explain for you. <laughs> um, but we love you, Tom. Tom, we love you. And do you know who else I love, Mish? Tony Collette. No, I love being friends with you. That's nice. I love Tony Collette. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.